Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. But I do think this era of, of college football is, is giving those other programs more of an opportunity to close that gap a bit. Um, and then I think Georgia is, is basically the 33rd NFL team at this point, which, you know, if you're a Georgia Bulldog and you don't get drafted by the Eagles, it's, that's really weird. That's right. Um, but, yeah, it's just there, there's a lot of different things going on. But I think, again, it's, it's less, about, less to do with Alabama and more to do with the fact that I think the parity across the nation uh, is giving them a lot more worthy challengers. And, again, I think that's good for the sport. I think it's good for fans. I think it's good for players who get more of an opportunity to play right away. Um, I think overall that part of it is not a bad thing for college football. Luke Easter King is our guest. He's with Athlon Sports, shifting to the National Football League. Your overall impressions, uh, one game, I realize. But Anthony Richardson, you know, being handed over the keys, I don't know how much you saw of him against Jacksonville. But in your opinion, are the Colts handling this correctly in a young player and handing him the keys and saying, let's see what you can do? And maybe having the training wheels on a little bit offensively, but just not only your perspective on it, but what you think kind of the league narrative is regarding Richardson and the Colts. Yeah, I think they're doing a great job. And, and again, when you look at, you know, history of the league, right, you say, okay, you've got a quarterback that has basically a year's worth of starting experience at the college level. That type of guy, normally you'd want to sit him for a while, right? Let him get acclimated to the speed of the game, learn from a veteran starter and all that. I feel like not only has the league become more impatient with their young quarterbacks, and I think that that's kind of backfired in some bad ways, but I think what the, the way the Colts have approached it is not necessarily a league-wide thing where everybody's just like, okay, throw everybody into the fire and see what happens. I think each situation is different. And I think what the Colts have you know, realized very quickly, uh, you know, and I've, I've read a lot about I'm – I'm a huge Anthony Richards fan. I lo- Richardson fan. I loved him as a prospect. So, I, you know, wherever he landed, I was going to be very invested uh, in, his, in his journey. Just because if I'm honest, you know, I've been doing this a long, long time and, and looking at a lot of different players, and I, I genuinely don't think it's, it's an overstatement to say that we've never seen a quarterback quite like Anthony Richardson. We've seen guys with big arms. We've seen guys that are great athletes. We've seen guys that are huge. We've seen some combination of a couple of those things, and obviously who he is off the field and the mental part of the game and the preparation, how much he attacks that. Anybody you talk to him, uh, you talk to about him will we'll, we'll vouch for that. 
I don't think we've ever seen the combination that he brings. I've never seen anybody this big with that big of an arm, with that much athleticism, who brings it as a leader and as a committed teammate on and off the field. That combination I don't think we've ever seen before. So I, I think there's just such a high ceiling for a guy like that. And the way the Colts have basically approached as soon as he was the guy, they, they said, listen, this guy doesn't need to sit. He needs to play football. He doesn't have a lot of experience, so he needs to be out there learning. We're not going to go to the Super Bowl this year. So this year needs to be about building around and Anthony Richardson, getting him to the point where he's so comfortable and confident in this offense that going into the next year, two or three, he's got such a firm foundation and a lot more experience to where now we can build towards, you know, that type of contention. And, you know, I watched a lot of that game on Sunday because, again, I'm very invested in, in how he plays. And other than, you know, Trevor Lawrence said it after the game, his advice to, to Anthony Richardson after the game was just to, you know, get down. Don't, don't, don't let yourself get hit so much. And I think, you know, obviously he's a big physical guy and he can take maybe a bit more of a pounding than a guy like Bryce Young maybe, but he does need to learn how to protect himself a little bit because that's going to add up. But otherwise, I mean, people will talk about the passing chart and the fact that he didn't really push the ball down the field or the fact that so much of his work was to the right side of the field. It's week one. They're going to they're gonna have some baby steps built into this. But you saw the talent. You saw the ability. And I think when you, give, when you have a guy with those tools, the reason he was a top four pick, despite the inconsistencies on the film, despite some of the lack of accuracy and, again, the lack of experience, those guys just don't come along. And not only that, like I just said, there, there may not have ever been a guy who can do what he can do. So I'm excited to continue to watch it. I love the early flashes. Hope he can stay healthy and we can see him develop in the, into the, the superstar that I think he has the chance to be. Does he have – and obviously I know they they plan on adding to it. But, Luke, in your opinion, does Indianapolis have the roster at this point to allow for the proper growth of a young quarterback? I think that remains to be seen. I think I've, I like some of the weapons he's got. I, I really I like that tight end room. I, I kind of bummed that Jelani Woods is still hurt right now. He's, he's a guy that I, I think very highly of. But you've got Michael Pittman Jr., you've got Josh Downs, you've got Alec Pierce, guys that they've invested early picks in over the last few rounds or the last few years in the early rounds. Um, and, and really the offensive line is the concern, right? Ne- looking ahead to next year, if you look at any mock draft, any of the ones that I've done already, um, those top offensive tackles, whether it's Joe Ald or Olu Fashanu from Penn State, those two guys are very popular picks to the Colts in, in that top five range uh, for a reason because I think that's one thing they do need. Um, but I think there's enough. I think there's enough there. It's def- they're, they're definitely not you know, the, the Eagles or the Chiefs by any means, uh, but I don't think it's going to be prohibitive uh, in terms of his development. I think all of that was part of the plan that they put together um, in terms of how he was going to develop this year, and I think they've got enough there to make it work. What type of prototypical weapons would you build around Anthony Richardson if you're playing this out two to three years? Let's say after this year they look at the numbers, they look at the tape, and they, they think he can be a franchise quarterback that's trending in the right direction. If you were the general manager of the Colts, how would you build around him to ensure he has a chance to succeed? Well, I mean, in terms of next year and beyond, it starts up front. You, you've got to – I think he has some really, really good weapons. And, and I've talked about this before and, and heard it from other people in my, in my business that your receiver room needs to be like a basketball team, right? You need to have guys that – the one, the two, the three, the four, the five, all these different position groups that have very specific skills. And I feel like if you look at that receiver room – You've got a lot of that. You've got big physical guys like Michael Pittman Jr. You've got smaller, you know, shiftier route runner type guy in Josh Downs now. Alec Pierce is somewhere between those guys. He's got some size. He's got some speed. He can run good routes. He's got good hands. 
you know, I think they're building something nice with the weapons. It, it has to happen up front. They've got to make sure that offensive line. And I think especially after Sunday, I might go and pay one of the best running backs in the game uh, to, to not fumble the ball uh, and to, to balance out that offense and take some pressure off your young quarterback. Um, when, when Jonathan Taylor is, is eligible to return from the, uh, from the, the injured list or, or whatever it's called, or whatever pup list, whatever he's on right now, I might rethink my, uh, my strategy when it comes to not paying that guy who's still only 24 years old and, and with the way the salary cap is expected to expand over the next few seasons, you could easily come up with a three- or four-year deal for him that is, is heavily front-loaded in terms of guaranteed money on the first couple of years so you can still get out of it when he's 26 or 27 uh, and not have it break you in terms of building the rest of the team around him. Jonathan Taylor, I think, could be a huge part of helping Anthony Richardson develop. So they really can't afford to not just let him sit on the sideline, but send him anywhere else either. Luke, you think Aaron Rodgers ever plays again? I, I do because I think he's, he's just way too pissed off at this moment. <laughs> I think, I think that if, if he doesn't, it won't be for a lack of trying. I, I don't think he's going to, I don't expect at any point unless Again, he would have to have, in my opinion, like 10 medical opinions come to him and say, it's over, buddy. You but isn't it possible, anymore. though? I, I don't, oh, we were talking about yeah. this earlier. I mean, not, not that he's going to be told no, but isn't it possible that just his body tells him no or that, his, oh, yeah. that he comes back and play? You know, Marino after the Achilles was never the same, right? I mean, it's, and I know Robert Mathis had an Achilles issue here, but I think he was 32. And there's just a huge difference between recovery at 32 and recovery at 40, right? Yeah, there is. There is. And, and one thing that struck me last night, and, and I couldn't help but think back in, back in May when he had the calf injury, I, I wrote about it immediately at Athlon, and I, and I kind of pointed out, you know, it looks like he's going to be okay, but this is, this is what happens when all of your Super Bowl expectations are hinging on a 39-year-old quarterback. Um, the, the slightest thing can throw it all off at that point in his career, and, and – that that felt haunting last night when when I watched what happens because it, it is it was such a razor thin edge that all these high expectations were sitting on this guy, and it was it was wild to compare it to Tom Brady's situation in 2020 with Tampa Bay because he was again 43 coming into that team, but they might have had the best offensive line in the league at the time. Again, you had Pro Bowler in Ali Marpet, you had Pro Bowler in, in Ryan Jensen at center, um, you had an All Pro rookie right tackle that ended up being Tristan Wirfs. Uh, I mean, his offensive line gave him three hours a day to, to throw the ball. And if you look at the difference in how Tom Brady plays the game and how Aaron Rodgers plays the game, Aaron Rodgers, he's not Lamar Jackson or any, anybody like that, but mobility is such a huge part of Aaron Rodgers' game. It, it is so – I don't know if there's ever been a better quarterback that uses his athleticism within the pocket to maneuver through the pocket, shift through the garbage, and, and still be able to make throws after things break down. That's such a huge part of his game, and if he can't do that, he's not Tom Brady in some of the other ways that Brady can just sit back there and dissect and, and, and do all the things that he can do mentally. I don't think they're the same quarterback, and I think if, if Tom Brady has an Achilles injury at that point and maybe he comes back, he can still stand there and, and, and sling the ball a good bit and still be very much the same player, I think. I think if it has the kind of impact we, we fear it could have on, on Rodgers' skill set and his mobility – I feel like that takes away a huge part of what makes him the, the kind of quarterback he is, and that is the biggest thing that I think could, could t spell the end of his career. If he just can't be that guy on the move, I, I don't know how much that does to what he can be in totality. 
Luke Easterling with us, covers the NFL at large for Athlon Sports. Luke, we had overreaction Monday, now that we've had an opportunity to kind of digest everything from week one here on Tuesday and sticking with the Colts with this question. I understand these are four or five tiers below all the other quarterbacks in the league, but when you look at how the rest of the rookie class performed, did Anthony Richardson impress you the most of all other rookie quarterbacks, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, the like? Yeah, I think he did. And again, it, it's hard to gauge some of this stuff. You watch the Texans Ravens game. I mean, CJ Stroud, CJ Stroud was running for his life the whole day. I don't know if you can look at that film and really get anything useful uh, from his performance just because I don't think he had a whole lot of time to work. Uh, Bryce Young was, you know, hit or miss here and there and, and did some things he'll obviously learn from and had some good moments. But Richardson was the guy we expected, right? They had a clear way to approach the game plan in terms of how he was able to impact the game with designed runs. He got into the end zone on one of them. Um, but just that element of the game, not that Bryce Young and CJ Stroud aren't mobile to a point, but they, I mean, you know, Anthony Richardson is a weapon in that way on just a completely different level. Uh, and we saw some of that. And, and again, the, the, the development as a quarterback and the polish as a, as a thrower, especially from the pocket that, that will come with reps and experience. But I feel like he was, already making an impact on the game that those other two guys just didn't or couldn't make for various reasons. And and for that reason, definitely he was the most impressive to me. Luke, when it comes to the Colts, tell me, I'm always, I'm fascinated by outside perceptions, right? Like we're in the snow globe here, right? So we're like nuanced on Colts, Colts, Colts. And, And we kind of think, and for the Colts, I think it's hard for people here to realize, you know, the last five years, the Colts as a franchise are boring. They're just boring. They're like one of those teams that some guy flipping the channels in Columbia, Missouri on Sunday afternoon with a hangover and the Colts are on playing the Texans and he's like, eh. And he goes back to watching Turner and Hooch, right? That, I don't know if that's the case now because they have a, you know, a, an exciting quarterback. But give me an area not named Anthony Richardson that you think league-wide the Colts are respected for on their roster. I don't know that there is one. I, I, I don't. I think he is must see TV, um, and I think the rest of it remains to be seen. And I think it will go how he goes. I think he's the type of guy that can elevate that. But I, again, I, there's some things I like about their skill position guys. Um, their second best player is probably Jonathan Taylor, so he's not even on the field right now and may never be again, depending on what they decide to do with with his contract situation. Um, I mean, maybe the linebackers, the off-ball linebackers. Now that Shaq Leonard's healthy and Zaire Franklin's playing his ass off. Uh, that group might might take – if I had to pick somebody, they might take that, that, that title. Um, but otherwise, again, it's, it's a, lot of, a lot of units and a lot of guys that have, to, have a lot to prove. Uh, and this is definitely a team that is trying to rebuild, and I think it shows in that level of interest. Anybody who tunes into the Colts, probably doing so for one reason, and that's number five. Okay, lastly, you're flipping the channels. The movie that when you're flipping, there's nothing on TV – the one movie that you always you always invariably either go back to or you stop right there and you don't even surf anything else, even though you've seen it a hundred times. That movie's what? Uh, Field of Dream. You're not going to believe this, Luke. You ready for this? Give it to me. I've never seen it. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna judge you because honestly, when I hear that, it fills me with joy that you get to experience it for the first time. I here's the, here's I the problem, Luke. And, I, I can't back and do that. You don't want to. That's the problem. No, the problem is this. <laughs> I've not seen it, but I have seen the the key right. moments you, you and clips. You get it. You know, you know what Correct. happens, right? The internet has told you. Correct. I mean, I, mean, I, I have, so I've not sat down and sequentially seen it, but I've basically seen the whole movie, right? So 
that you know that's that's the problem with it but you still got to do it you still got to do it and then tell me if it was worth it even though you knew already all right well hey listen i'll tell you what is worth it i do always appreciate every year literally uh i did so in an airport a couple of weeks ago my dad's company used to do it as my dad was in the steel business and he would take all of his customers at the beginning of the football season uh, a copy of athlon and that was like they would use it to to read through and get up to speed and then have something to talk about with all the customers and everything else. So it's kind of been a tradition for me. So appreciate the work that you guys do on it and putting it out together. And I appreciate your time today. Hey, it's the same thing for me, man. I grew up reading those things to see my own name in there is still, it's still something I have to pinch myself. It's, it's fantastic to see. I love being a part of those publications, love what we're building on the online side of things. So we appreciate everybody that continues to, uh, to, to pick them up and read them. And, uh, and uh, always a pleasure to, uh, to talk shop, man. Anytime. I appreciate it very much. Again, Luke, uh, Luke Easter King from Athlon Sports. Jimmy, your movie is what? Oh, man. Um, Star Wars. Have I given you my one of the most furious movie debates I've ever gotten in my life? It's one of my favorite topics. I'm not necessarily going to bring it up now because, well, I'll tell you on the other side, we're up against it. Mike Chappell joins us at 2 o'clock, but I have a Star Wars question for you as well. All right. All right. Hey, Jake Query, you know, coming up on this program over the course of the fall, you're going to hear occasionally mention somebody who gets the assist of the day. Last night it would have been, for that matter, Xavier Gibson for the New York Jets. The undrafted free agent of Stephen F. Austin that returned the punt that won the game for the Jets last night against the Buffalo Bills. Huge assist for his team last night. And coming up tomorrow, we're going to start talking to you about an initiative here in Central Indiana, starting in Central Indiana and hopefully going nationwide, that you can help out with in terms of offering that assist to people who most need it. I'm talking about traumatic brain injuries. I'm talking about why Joe writes and his wife Jill said, you know what, we want to be part of this initiative because when it comes to a traumatic brain injury, life can change in an instant. And now here, thanks to a group of heroic parents in central Indiana, a new initiative to help out and offer assistance for those that need it most. We'll tell you more about it upcoming tomorrow. So you, and, and this is a topic I'm rehashing that I brought up several times before in shows, Jimmy. But different audience, different show, so I'll ask it. You ready? Sure. The we'll, we'll take an airport. Airport's a good litmus because you have people from all over, right? So sure. we'll go with what's the busy Atlanta or O'Hare? You take your pick. Which airport you want? Atlanta or O'Hare? Let's go O'Hare. Okay, O'Hare. So you've been to O'Hare Airport, right? You got that main terminal with the little like thing and the you know the foods and the Garrett's popcorn or whatever else. So so you are going to we're going to take you to O'Hare Airport. Okay. We are going to you're going to be put on a blindfold where you cannot see anything. We're going to pick a random hour of the day between 8 and 5, 8 a.m. 5 p.m. So you've got people of all demographics coming through. Great and, place for a focus group. Correct. We're going to spin you around. I've done this question on the air before, but we're going to spin you around 10 times, and then you're going to stop. You're completely blindfolded. You have earmuffs, too, so you can't hear anything. Without an HR department? Without an HR department. Where's the department? waiver for my safety here, that's, Jake? Come that's on. That's correct. Well, that's why we're doing it without an HR department okay. as part of the company here. All right. right. Okay. You're going to point. To, you're going to point. All right. The first person you point to, we're going to ask them. You, you get to name one movie, and if that person has seen that movie, you get a million dollars. But you, because you are blindfolded and have earmuffs on, you do not know 
All you know is that because you're you're in the domestic terminal, so so you know it's an American. You have no idea how old the person is. You have no idea their socioeconomic background. You're you have make no idea percentage, any of that. Okay, <laughs> what movie gives you the highest chance of getting the million dollars? In other words, that's a long-winded way of saying this. And I have an answer that I will die on a hill over on this. What movie has been seen by the highest percentage of living human beings in the United States of America? My my guess, removing all biases, but playing like high-level odds here would be seen the whole thing or seen any of it? Because my guess is a long movie, and I'm I'm now hesitant about my guess. Go ahead. Give me your guess. My guess would be Titanic. Okay. Not a terrible guess. However, I feel like I'm, Star Wars have a pretty good hit rate too, but Titanic is like a box office king. I think Star, like, here's the thing about Star Wars. Sure. I don't disagree in entirety. However, Star Wars is one movie that people who are into Star Wars, I think are a little bit jaded or a little bit naive to the number of people not into Star Wars who have not seen it. Sure. That's fair. Quite frankly. I mean, that there are more people that have not seen Star Wars than you would think. I, but there's a high level of gross income from those movies that would lead someone to think, oh, Correct, yes, that's but a, part of that's because one guy sees it nine times. Okay, I mean, that's not every, but yes, there is, sure. But, For but big I'm franchise saying, like that, that I'm happens. just saying, sure. like, the, what I'm saying is there are more people that have never seen Star Wars than you think. I'm sure, I don't doubt that. Okay. Titanic is a really good call, except for three hours long. Well, and also, and it's made in the nineties. What year did Titanic come out? Ninety nine. Yeah, probably around there. How many kids right now walking around under the yeah. age of twelve have yeah. seen Titanic? Now yeah. they they might eventually, right? Um, and and furthermore, I, I do think most most older people have probably seen it. Ninety seven. I'll tell you the one that when I say, in my opinion, the correct answer, and you're going to buck at it and go, there's no way. And it has faded a little bit because of it used to be on like every year for, strangely enough, every year during the holidays, this movie was on. And so I think people would see it then. But it's just one of those movies that I think most people, I think there are a lot of people that would be like, I've never seen it. And then they ask their parents and their parents like, yeah, you saw that when you were five years old. You just don't remember seeing it. But is surprisingly still, and you're going to laugh when I say this. You ready? If you go right now, Jimmy, to an elementary school during Halloween time, and they have like the masquerade Halloween party where kids get to dress up in a costume, they're still in 2023, and I know people are going to think I'm crazy, that you go to like Immaculate Heart mm. when I'm driving okay. up Washington Boulevard and school's getting out during Halloween time, or when I'm seeing kids trick-or-treating. I have it. There is it. Okay, go ahead. Wizard Voss. Bingo. That's yep, it. They'll track. I'm not. I'll I'll bend the knee on that one. Yeah. I, I mean, it's amazing to me. There are still kids dressed as like Dorothy and. I googled most watched movies of all time on IMDb. That's where it ended up taking me. Titanic is one, but I would agree with you. The age thing starts to manipulate Correct. that because if you point to if they spin you around and you're pointing to a seven year old, they have not seen Titanic. Sure. But the odds are pretty good that they've seen The Wizard of Oz and been terrified by the by the monkeys. You want to hit this is based on IMDb? I don't know what they're. I don't know what they are. Okay, you ready? Okay, wait here, hold on. The most popular and most famous movies in a global aspect or internationally. These are the most viewed films of all times. These are movies also most frequently mentioned on the internet and pop culture. Can you give me the top five? And you already know that two of them are in the top five. 
Okay, so Titanic and Wizard of Oz are two of the top five, right? Yes, that's one and three. G- give me the years for the other ones. 82. E.T. I've been to the E.T. house, by the way. The guy that owns it is super nice. Got $300,000 to let Steven Spielberg rent his house for one month. In the third week of the four weeks that they were filming it, Spielberg called him back and said, we need another month. The guy's wife refused to allow it to happen, and so he said, well, we haven't done the internal shots yet. And the guy said, well, I don't know what to tell you. So Spielberg hired an architecture firm that came in and redesigned the entire or mapped out the entire inside of the house. And they built a set at the studio that looks exactly like the inside of the guy's house. Fun fact. Okay, uh, years for the others. 77. Star Wars. Yes. Now, this is interesting, though. IMDb puts in parentheses with this polling process. This is, I guess, unfair for Star Wars, but fits an argument I want to make. It includes the films that follow it, its prequels and sequels. So it's basically mentioned the whole franchise, which I would argue, if you talk to older Star Wars fans, sometimes the newer films don't hit with them because totally, they're not made totally for them. Agree. They're made but for I the think next generation. Are, of, but if it's counting that, so in other words, if the Jar Jar Binks episodes are counted in the, the franchise, yep. there are there might be some kids that have seen that that have not seen the original Star Wars. Or they don't like the original Star Wars because it's not their Star Wars. They yeah, like yeah, the prequels better. Fair. Uh, there's a whole, I could spend hours talking about that because okay. I was one of those kids. Uh, you for the other one? Oh, three. Oh, boy. Um, boy. Parker, this... you can participate too if you'd like. Avatar? No, that was which 09. Was, which was horrible. Spa- it was basically Dances with Wolves in Space <laughs> with Blue Things. It was terrible. Didn't like it the first time I saw it. Enjoyed it the second time. Oh, three. And was this part of a like trilogy? It is a It's a, it's a, a, series, it's a franchise. It's a franchise movie. Toy, uh, Toy Story? Uh, live action. Uh, hit me. Lord of the Rings. Oh, God. Okay. I, I would, in reference probably because of the book, I would dispute the number of people that have seen it as being as high as the others. Rounding out Because Lord of the Rings 10. is one of those, like, you have to be in that. That's very esoteric to a specific audience. Sure. But the references to it in that disclaimer, pop cultural reference, high because of the book series itself. And they talk about how the fact that it's specifically the Return of the King. They don't include the whole franchise thing there. They just talk about that specific movie. Uh, rounding out the top 10, do you want to still play with the years? Or do you want me to read them to you? Uh, give me the years. 37? Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. Mm. Uh, 37. Another Disney movie. Oh, okay. Like so that or a Disney movie. Sorry, right, Fantasia. Yeah, take um, a throw a dart. Yeah, which one? Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Okay, yeah. Ninety one. Uh, Ninety one. I should know. That's my senior year of high school. Um, Probably the best of this franchise. Hit me. Terminator Two. Judgment Day. Yes. Okay. Um, like my mom has never seen Terminator Two. I, I mean, there's just you know what I mean. Sure. Um, Ninety four. Um, Pulp Fiction. Also Disney. Oh, boy. Uh, Go ahead. Lion King. Okay. 72. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation.
Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Godfather. Yep. And um, I have never seen this film, so if I'm uh, 79, but I don't think like this feels very. Probably should have seen this film. 79 is it not? Um, Empire Strikes Back. Um, that, it, that actually is like 81. I it, think it, it is the Jesus film, filmed on location in Israel at authentic biblical sites. This inspirational drama and commercial success retells the life of Christ. That, that's the name of the movie. That's the name of the movie. That's why uh, outside looking in Jurassic Park 93. Indiana Jones, 81. Indiana Jones way up there. But but again, I'm glad you agree with me on Wizard of yeah, Oz. Yeah, no I'm doubt. Like, no doubt. Slam dunk. We, we did this. Um, I got into this debate one other time with Dave First. And Dave First is like, my kids have never seen The Wizard of Oz. I'm like, Dave, I guarantee you, your kids have seen The Wizard of it's Oz. It's the easiest movie if you're a teacher somewhere, yeah. like you mentioned, okay. for a holiday. And so, you just put on The Wizard of Oz. So because- First guarantees me. He's like, my kids have not seen Wizard of Oz. I'm like, Dave, you're wrong. No chance. So... We we call home, and yes, in fact, his he he, had, he then he was he's like, oh my gosh, how did I forget? His daughter was actually the tornado in the school play of The Wizard of Oz, in which the entire school watched before the play itself. Yeah, no, it's an easy slam dunk. Um, all right, let's just hit roulette style here before we we break on the phone lines. Line one, go ahead and hit it up, Parker. Uh, we're doing roulette style. You're on the air, so don't swear. What's your name? People get my name very is Brian. Uh, Brian, you said. Yes. What's going on, Brian? Brian, do you want to be part of our company? The name of the show is Querying Company, and we've been hiring people as part of the company. Would you like to be part of the company, Brian? Uh, no, I, I just wanted to let you know I, I want to hear a sports radio show, and I don't really care anything about movies. <laughs> so you don't want to be part of the company? Uh, not anymore. Is this no. region, Brian? Excuse me? Is this region, Brian? No, this is Brian from Mooresville. Brian from Mooresville. Okay. How old a fellow are you, Brian? I'm 65. 65 years old, okay. And your favorite team is? The Colts. Colts. And what do you think of Anthony Richardson? I like him. Are you in any way, shape, or form concerned of the roster around him? Yes, very much so. Okay. Have you seen The Wizard of Oz? Many times. Do you like it? It's it's probably one of my favorite movies. Really? Who's your favorite character on it? Who would you say is the Anthony Richardson of The Wizard of Oz? Oh, boy. Brian, why are you talking about sports or, or the Wizard of Oz on a sports show? Because you asked me about it. But you're still talking. You're correct. but I, uh, <laughs> Brian, I appreciate just, it. Will, will you be li- Brian, will you be listening tomorrow, Brian? Yes, I will. I appreciate it, man. All right, All right let's go to Mike. <laughs> Mike, what's up? Hey, how's it going? Mike, um, now, now, Mike, are you also resigning from the company or do you want to be part of it? No, I want to be a part of it. I got cut off yesterday, so I couldn't actually get my application put through HR. Which <laughs> we don't have an HR department, Mike. That's, That's why the, the applications are stacking up so, so high. So here's what I, for the last 28 years, uh, I just retired in the last couple of years from being a firefighter. I was an 88th grad in North Central, graduated oh, with my sister, and um, I want to be director of safety. That is, I love that. Now, Mike... When I was a kid, the thing that they used to tell us, and I want to know if this is still applicable, 
Two o'clock hour underway. Jake Quarry along with Jimmy Cook. Mike Chappell set to join us here from CBS4 and, of course, Fox 59, the dean of the writers covering the Indianapolis Colts. So, Mike, in your time, obviously you have covered a number of quarterbacks who were kind of handed over the keys. A couple of them we knew from the get-go were going to be elite-level players. But let's begin with this. Just your overall assessment of Anthony Richardson, not only how he looked, but how you think the Colts kind of schematically designed things for him, and did they kind of have training wheels on him a little bit? I thought it looked fine. If you would say, what are my top ten concerns from the game, he wouldn't be on the list which is encouraging because sometimes they get out there and they just, you think, holy smokes, what are we doing? So he's not going to be a problem. I thought he, I thought he played well. I thought they did have training wheels on to some extent. They didn't take many shots downfield. That might've been scheme. It might've been what Jacksonville wasn't allowing. And what, what, what can't be, you know, over or overstated is they've not given him enough people around him. They just haven't. Uh, you know, the only glimpse we had of Taylor on Sunday was his mural on the side of the building. And I'm almost at the point where I'm believing he won't play again for this team. I still think they trade him. So you've got in Zach Moss, who who played pretty doggone well. The he was a top 10 running back the last month of the season last year. He doesn't play. So you got Deion Jackson and Jake Funk and Evan Hall. You know, in, that's just in the receivers. You know, Pittman played well. Alec Pierce still hasn't kind of got things going yet, and Josh Downs gives us a little bit, and the tight ends were okay, but this is not the way you you best equipped a rookie quarterback to kind of get things going. I mean, I, you know, Peyton Manning had a ton more. He had, he had Marshall Falk crying out loud, and Marvin, and Marcus Pollard, and, and, and good players, and and Luck had good players because they nailed that draft. I mean, and he had Reggie. I mean, he, boy, he had Reggie. So these guys have really not given him enough initially. Well, I say initially, it's not like you can add somebody in week four or week six. So this is sort of what he's going to have. All that being said, I think he played pretty well. And I think as the season goes along, if the supporting cast gets a little bit more in tune with him, we'll see more from him. But I'm telling you, he, he, it, it's not a good sign that he's your leading rusher and might be your leading rusher all year. That's simply not a good thing. With the schemes themselves, Mike, here's my concern, and you tell me if I'm too pessimistic. You know, Anthony Richardson, I, Shane Steichen, obviously with Jalen Hurts, was able to, to make him a weapon by orchestrating and designing running plays for him. But for Anthony Richardson, I feel like there's a balance there because you want to protect him by not being too reliant on him getting hit and, and running the ball to get hit. But at the same time, it's you protect him by creating, you know, stretching the field. And I don't know, A, that they have the weapons, and B, that they have anything behind him to keep defenses honest enough to be able to facilitate either of those things, thus you're kind of pigeonholed into what you do with him at this point. Am I yeah. too pessimistic? No, well, uh, no. And like I say, I, th- th- this is his supporting cast. You know, you're just not going to add anybody at this point. Okay, let's say they go out and get a Kareem Hunt or a James Robinson or somebody that will help. 
because those guys, you know, who, who they're not the players they used to be, but they would be better th- than what they've got. Running backs, can, I think, can get up speed quicker than probably any other position. But, no, you, you're right, and this is, you know, we were saying going into the season that, you know, and even Jim Mercy talked about the perfect storm with, with the, the, the versatile quarterback and, and Jonathan Taylor, how they could really, really stress defenses. Well, now you've got coordinators saying, when they run that that edge stuff, forget the running back. Well, if he gets loose, he's going to get seven yards. It's the quarterback that, that can really hurt you. So yeah, it, it all works against what they're trying to do when you can't spread the field. And I think when you've got a, a, a quarterback that you want to run, I don't know, ten, twelve times a game, I, I think you can you can that quarterback can I don't say protect himself. But it's not like in the pocket where you're just getting pulverized. So I think you can sort of protect yourself. You're not generally taking the wicked shots. Of course, you took one down by the goal line, which is a little different. Remember Andrew Luck against Denver? That one year where he's down by the goal line, he tries to get in, he gets a ruptured, what was it, spleen, kidney, whatever the heck it was. Uh, so it's just not the best situation. You want to maximize what the quarterback does. But if he runs 15 times a game, it's not a good thing. It's not. Uh, so it's really a difficult situation. We'll see how this thing goes moving forward. And, I mean, the the silence, the quietness in Lucas Oil when he went down in the last minute or so of the game. Because you're thinking, oh, boy, here we go. You know, you know Gardner Minshew, and I've got a, a video on my phone. And every now and then I'll – I'll post it. It was luck against Green Bay first as a rookie. And outside linebacker comes in and just pulverizes him. And and Nick I can't Nick Barnett or somebody, I can't think of who it was. And I'm thinking he's done. And luck pops up because luck, you know, is basically a tight end. But that's what you want to avoid are those shots on your quarterback. And I think you can do that to some point in their run game. But they just don't have anybody, even Pittman, that coordinators are saying, boy, we really got to put the hammer down on this guy. It's We've got to keep Richardson from doing things. And that really makes it tough on that quarterback. It just really does. Mike, in terms of the Jonathan Taylor, I want to get back to that. I think it's interesting. I'm not saying I disagree by any stretch on whether or not Taylor plays another game. But when you say that you think they will trade him, do you think that's because Taylor has simply been so vociferous to them that he does not want to be here or because they don't see the value in what they would have to give in terms of an extension or in order to appease him and get play out of him? But they don't have to give him an extension. They don't. Have- well, but I'm saying it, because is their thinking, hey, if we don't give him – in other words, do you think they're thinking we're going to trade him because unless we extend him, he's, he's going to continue to, to hold out basically? I think – I've come to the conclusion in my mind that they're going to get rid of him because the relationship is broken. I referenced to someone, and you're a great movie guy, uh, War of the Roses, you know, with Michael Douglas and, and Catherine, Kathleen Turner. You know, it's almost like they're on top of that chandelier and they're just waiting for her to fall and they right. both, they're both dead. So I, I just, you know, and Stephen Holder had a note today where, you know, we've not seen Taylor. He's working out at the complex, but then he's leaving 
you know, late morning or whatever when he's done rehabbing. And, and, and I think Stephen mentioned that it was at the, at the team's request. You know, I'm not, I shouldn't say if that's true. You know, that, that being the case, that tells you that they don't want him around. Uh, and he certainly doesn't want to be here. He's, he's given us every indication. Remember in camp when he left for a week to go work out on his own? That's never done, ever, never, ever done. So I just don't know how in four weeks, three weeks, whatever it would be, you're essentially an employer making an employee work who simply doesn't want to be here, but he's under contract. I, you know, I thought that they would get some kind of decent compensation for him, not a first round pick, but maybe remember they got a, a two and a five for Falk and we're talking generations apart, but something like that. And I really think I get the feeling that Chris Ballard, that they put him on pop. They didn't, you know, they probably could have had this thing, this thing come to a head when they, when they trim wrestlers of 53 and, and instead of letting him go on pop, they could have sort of said, no, we think, we think you're healthy enough. And I, you know, there's a good portion of the, of the team that believes he's healthy enough to pass physical. If he gets a if he gets an extension or a trade tomorrow, you think he's practicing the next day? Of course he is. Now he let me ask this, Mike, or actually clarify this for our listeners. By being put on the physically unable to perform list, Jonathan Taylor has to miss the first four games. That is correct. true regardless of which franchise he is tendering service. Correct. 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 So if you trade, you know, and they could trade him today. But he misses the next three games. That's just the way it is. But you know, for any kind of a trade to happen, he's got to pass physical. You know, somebody's not going to take you and say, "Well, we'll see what happens in three weeks." So, you know, the, the next step is going to be having to pass a physical. And if there's no trade and they make him, and they insist that you know we believe you're healthy and you've got to pass physical, he says, "I'm not ready." And then I think we've mentioned that that's when it goes to DefCon one, and then, and then you know you get people, other outside influences involved with NFLPA and all that, you know, to question a player with his injury, if you're a team, it's really, really, it's the last straw. But the only other option is to leave him on pup all year and he makes $4.3 million. And I don't think the team even remotely wants to do that. You know, if that happens, the contract tolls. And here we are again in February or March with the same thing. So soon within a month, Something's got to happen. It's just I just don't see that it's salvageable. I, I really think Chris Ballard, when we talked to him, whenever it was September, in, in, I think it was early September before the season, he made it very clear that he thought this was repairable. And I think that's – I think he really believed that. Taylor is a talent. For people to think he's just a guy, they're crazy. This is a top five, top three running back. He is. But – and he's just the kind of guy that, that Richardson needs. I mean, it would be a dynamic uh, running game. I won't say an offense, a running game with those two back there. But it just I, I just see no signs outside of Chris Ballard for anyone who thinks this is going to work. I just You don't have a guy – you don't let a guy leave in, in August for a week because you're not ready to say, no, you're going to stay here, keep your butt here. And then, as Stephen reported, that they that they sort of want him out of the building, or away from the, I would say away from the building after he rehabs. So many guys, I mean, throughout the years, uh, when when guys are rehabbing, when they're on pup, when they're doing something, they're normally 
if their injury allows it, they're watching practice. They're, they at least show up, and we see them at practice, and that's not the case here. So I, I just – they'll prove me wrong, and he'll come back and play 13 games and, you know, rush for 1,200 yards and all this, and then all that. I just don't see it. I, I, I just don't – I don't see where they go forward here. And you're not going to get much for him, but I think whatever you get for him will be better than – dealing with the situation here and that's just me i mean i've talked to a few people at the complex i so i know some things but i just don't i'm not in the camp that thinks this is salvageable i don't think it is in about a month we'll have some better indication of where we're going chap am i crazy to think that they have not really put their best foot forward in trying to trade him and the reason i say that that's not from anybody in the building that's just uh you know from afar, consuming everything that's happened. First rounders out of the question. That's not happening. You've stressed that. I, no, no team is going to give a first round pick for them. And I agree with you. Maybe a second and a fifth or a third and a fifth or a package deal like that would be sensible. But when you hear things like they tried to go get Jalen Waddle or they tried to go get Christian Watson, you have almost a better, if not equal, chance of getting a first round pick as you do getting another team's top wide receiver, which is to say zero. It doesn't feel like it's it's a genuine process. They really want to get rid of him. And if it is genuine, they have the bar set so high that I don't know that Ballard's going to settle for a third and a sixth-round pick or something like that. Well, you certainly don't settle for that, you know, at the, at, at that self-imposed trade, trade deadline when you get to 53. You, you certainly don't do that. You know, again, maybe when we get closer to October 31st or, or – you know, when, when he's due to come off pup, then, then maybe you, you lower your expectations. I, I did see that you always question sources because there's a lot of, you know, unreliable people out there. Josina Anderson, who's really good, she's plugged in. She she tweeted that uh, Miami and Green Bay were willing to make Taylor one of the highest paid running backs in the league, which, if that's true, that's you're talking 12 13 maybe $14 million a year. But then they weren't willing to make meet the Colts, you know, demands. And and I think if they had been offered a, a second and, and and another decent pick, they would have taken. I just do. Uh, I I don't think that they would have. They held out for a one. Maybe I'm wrong. But if if those two teams were willing to, to do that financially, then they're not ready. To, they're not willing to give up. You know, two pretty decent draft picks, which doesn't make sense. So I I don't know. I, I just think that when the time comes, I just don't, I just can't see the Colts standing strong with we have to have this or we're going to keep him. I, I just, I, maybe I'm wrong, but again, we talked to Chris and he said, hey, he's a valuable player. We're not going to let him walk out the door. And I understand that. You just can't, you just can't allow, you know, talk about precedent. You just can't let a player totally force his way off the team, especially a player of, of Taylor's caliber. He, he's a great player. He, I mean, he's got, <laughs> I come back, he's got his mural, mural in the building for a reason. Mike, when, you know, when Chris Ballard was asked about, you know, I mean, the now famous quote, you know, why have you not paid Jonathan Taylor? And he said, look, yeah. you know, in the end, we won four games. Is that, to me, that statement is an indictment, not on Jonathan Taylor, but on Chris Ballard. Well, it, yeah, you, you can kind of interpret it how you want. And the problem with saying that is, let's say they win four games this year. 
Are you not going to resign anybody? You know, it's just a tailor that comes with more baggage. It was the four wins. It's a new coaching staff. I still think I'd really love to know Shane Steichen's input in this. You know, they, they sort of want to get a look at what these guys are. And, and you know, when, when you do the, the player evaluations and you put money with it, you know, hey, hey, do you think he's worth $13, $14 million? I would have given it to him. I think he's I think he's that quality of a player to do that. But, yeah, it, it – it, it's just different. It depends on how you want to read it. It's just that it pigeonholes you into, well, you're not going to give extensions. Well, they get a long snapper, you know, an extension, which is apples and oranges. You know, what's it, what a, what's Luke's uh, contract average is like 1.6. Yeah. I, I did get a kick out of the people. Roster minimum. Mike, I got a kick out of the people that were like, how in the world can the Colts yeah. not afford to pay a running back and they're going to turn around? And I'm like, oh, look, man, yeah. I mean, that's. <laughs> well, but that's not the argument. The argument for me was you say, oh, we only won four games last year. We're not going to extend people after we won four games. And then you go and extend somebody. I'm not yeah. mad about yeah, the money. It, I'm mad about the principle of it. Yeah, the optics aren't great, but it's, it's like when people get been out of shape when they when they made Matt Gay the second highest paid kicker. <laughs> But it's not like they made him the second highest paid tight end or something. It was like right. four or five million dollars. So it, it's, but I but I understand that, and it's just and maybe they extend some other guys. You know, Grover Stewart's coming up and a few other guys. So, but yeah, it, it, they kept coming back to the the Vore wins and, and the new he, he, two or three times they've mentioned the new coaching staff. So everybody's under evaluation. It's just that's why I say all this. You know, you talk about the perfect storm. This is the the absolute worst timing for Jonathan Taylor in every aspect. Still under contract, injury, new coaching staff, and all that. Uh, again, he's grossly underpaid. He's outperformed his contract, but there's so many. You know, there's three or four items that work against against getting one, and we just we the team simply needs to have closure on this to where you know we know Aaron Rodgers isn't coming back we don't know that Jonathan Taylor isn't coming back and until that's settled and gosh until they get a running game that that you're not saying every every game well you know Jonathan Taylor wasn't here so this is what they did and that's kind of where they are I mean they they're at the point that they miss Zach Moss a lot and again, he he really finished the season strong last year, and he will be much better than what they had out there last week. But to, 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 again, I go back to the same thing. Let's just not dismiss Jonathan Taylor as well. We're just we're not going to do it because he he's a quality player that needs to be here, and he doesn't want to be here. Chap, do you remember back in the day? When the NBA, I mean, they still do this, but for me, I always think of the Orlando Magic, the Miami Heat. When those teams would come into the league and they had the expansion draft, and you remember like each team got to protect like seven players, and right. then you had players that were unprotected, and the Pacers lost Stuart Gray and Scott Skiles, and you know you realize, well, they didn't leave those guys protected. You know, they, they, they left them unprotected because it wasn't a huge blow, and right. you wondered how many guys on your roster other teams even would want, right? In today's NFL, if there was some such a policy – and the Colts got to put a protected label on all of the players on the roster that they assume would be highly coveted elsewhere around the league. How far down are you going before you're like, yeah, there's really there's, that that that's it. That I mean, 
what are we going like nine, ten deep of guys yeah, that I knew like, that's where you're going. That's really interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I had to sit back and look at it, but I guess I'd be surprised if I got past twelve. Uh, and I'm probably selling it short. You know, like boy, if we let this guy unprotected, someone will claim him. Uh, how many of these guys would, would be a no doubt starter somewhere else? There are some very good players on this team. There simply aren't enough. You know, DeForest Buckner is a he's a top five player at his position. He is. You know, Grover Stewart, uh, I, I, Zaire Franklin, uh, Shaq. I think Shaq will be not this year, but he he will get back there. Kenny Moore. Gosh, uh, goodness gracious! Uh, I think Bernard Ryman will be. He's not now. Quentin Nelson is, Braden Smith is, Pittman is. Wow. How many is that, like eight? <laughs> so. You know, the in, and I get it. it. It's difficult to build that depth and have it all around, right? But I go back to Mike, and, and I don't want to beat I, – I mean, you could say I'm beating a dead horse. I mean, at this point, it's already glue that's holding a table together somewhere. I, But it does feel like where the Colts have erred – is that they have put their money and their resources in the positions that in the 2023 National Football League just... Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Are, are not as important as they once were. I, I, I get it. I mean, you got to spend like, okay, you, you you locked in Quentin Nelson and gave him a ton of money. I get it. You, you did the same with like Shaq Leonard. I get it. But are those positions that truly you need as game changers in today's National Football League? I, I don't disagree. And the biggest shortcoming of this of this team over the last six or seven years is they, they've fallen short on the three key positions. Quarterback, left, four. Quarterback, left tackle, pass rush, and receiver. They just have. Th- th- those are, the, those are the, the, the impact positions. And maybe Quiddy Pay is going to finally emerge. I think Quiddy Pay is pretty good. We were talking, he reminds me of Jabal Shared, who was pretty good. Well, Jabal Sherrig wasn't a, a first-round pick that you needed more out of. But, yeah, it, it's funny. Rick, Rick Venturi and I, we go back to when – I mean, he, he and I were, were, were kind of exchanging stories. And he, he and I were never in favor of taking a, a guard that high. And then the problem is you hit on it. You were right on that he's that good, that 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 much of a, a of a gap between him and everybody else at the time. Well, the problem is then you got to pay him when it came time, and you're paying him like a left tackle. Well, that's that's just the way it worked out. What were you gonna you not we're gonna not resign him? 
right. which would have made no sense. But no, you're you're right. I I, I can't disagree. I we've always Kevin Bowler and I have always and JMB have always talked about their lack of 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 I don't know focus or, or commitment. I guess to really bringing in stud receivers and, and to do that, you have to be committed to do that either either draft pick wise. Which you know that they've taken four is it four in the second round recently, which which is a commitment, but it's not you know first round guy which I don't think they've really been in a position to do, or more so uh, free agent wise. I think their biggest contract, if I'm not mistaken, was uh, gosh who was the guy they got and he got hurt in San Diego. I don't, his name escapes me now. Uh, several years ago, Devin Funches. Uh, Man, and he was hurt right away, right? Well, you know what? It, it wasn't his fault. I mean, he separated his shoulder on, on a catch. So th- that's the thing. And here you got Michael Pittman coming up for a contract. And if you don't redo him, somebody's going to give him $25 million in free agency. It, it's simply going to happen. And so you've got to, you know, with the quarterback, you've you got to give him, you know, left tackle, right tackle, solid center. Running back, receivers, tight ends. I mean, you know, where where would how, how many of these receivers would be starters elsewhere? Well, Pitt, Pitt probably would, but that's about it. You know, Mike, I think that you mentioned Reggie Wayne earlier in the conversation. Mike Chappell, our guest, by the way, from CBS Four and Fox Nine. I Reggie Wayne, I think it's it's easy to forget that he didn't come. They didn't open up the gift wrap on him, and all of a sudden they had an 800-yard receiver right out of the right. box. It took a while. I mean, it really did. I remember – Like his third year. Yeah, when he had his first touchdown against Houston, I remember thinking like, gosh, where's he been? So yeah. so I'm trying to be patient with Alec Pierce, who has shown flashes. But do you think that clock is starting to tick? or Should we have seen more flashes by now? No, I, I mean, it's, it's just one game. I mean, so no, I'm not – I thought last year was okay considering how – Totally dysfunctional that offense was. I, I wasn't disappointed in, in Pierce at all. They just didn't give him much. You know, they know he's a deep threat, and then they they couldn't or wouldn't or both throw the ball deep. No, we we need to give him this year again with another new quarterback. Uh, you know, Michael Pittman's now had what is it, four different starters, uh, primary starters, and, and more last year. So no, I, but but again, if if you don't. If you're not committed to, to re-signing Pittman in the offseason, then what are you doing? Then Pierce, you know, then you got Pierce and Josh Downs, and what? Then you're going to draft you're going to draft Marvin Jr. at three or four next year. I mean, Jim Irsay might. I'm not sure if Ballard will or not because of, of, of how he's, you know, philosophically built. And if you're not going to do that, then you've got to pay out the nose to get to get a, a veteran guy. So it, it's it's really it, it's. But you're right. That, that's the problem is their their prime positions again. Buck was a great great addition, great trade, and, and so you pay up for that. And then again, you're paying decent money for for Grover Stewart, and he's he's one of the better tackles in the league. But it's all about you know the explosion on offense, and right now this team. You know, the thirty-nine yarder for Pittman was was his set was his longest reception since like two years ago, and it was like a, what a ten-yard pass on a a long run, which uh, that that was great for him because he showed speed that he hasn't been able to display here for a while. So it, it's yeah, it, it's the roster is, is built the way that is not conducive to being successful in this league, 
and it's going to be, you know, you give Ballard this offseason, but, boy, they've got to get this thing built better around the quarterback. Now that you got him and, you know, you hear people talk, well, when you got a, quarter, a good quarterback on a rookie deal, that's when you strengthen the, the roster around him. Well, here we are. So over the next year, two years, they've got to make significant moves to get this offense better around the young quarterback. Mike, here's my last thing, and I appreciate your time today. Um, I mentioned this earlier in the show, so I want your your thoughts on it because you're far smarter than I, and you're also unfiltered and telling me when I'm not being smart, okay? Um, Anthony Richardson, they've handed the keys over to him. I get it. Gardner Minshew. I think the world of Gardner Minshew not only as a player who kind of knows his ceiling, but also as a professional and, and you know a good locker room guy. But to use the old Tom Moore quote, you know, yeah. why don't you ever practice without Peyton Manning? Well, if Peyton goes yeah. down, we're blanked, and we don't practice blanked. If Richardson right. goes down, the year's a wash. They're not going to be trying to turn over to Gardner Minshew to win some games and keep in wild card contention or whatever else. So, knowing the situation, for example, in New York, if Zach Wilson looks back to be two years ago Zach Wilson and the Jets are like, man, we built a really good roster and we're a quarterback away from seeing what we can do with it. Is it worth the Colts' time to place a phone call and say, look, you give us a five or something else and, and you can have Gardner Minshew? Because at this point, we have a backup quarterback in one that the last year the owner wanted to see as a starter anyway. So we might as well just hand it over to him if Richardson's not able to go because we don't gain anything by playing Minshew at this point now. What say you? I wouldn't be opposed. I'd certainly make the call. And I, in my mind, I would say, you know, I, I need to know I'm going to get this more than a five, maybe. You know, I, I don't know what you would get for him because he, he has played and they're looking for somebody to come in and, and really help him out now. Uh, interesting because, again, then you got Sam Ellinger and he's, he's, he's played. You know, I, I think maybe they could muddle That's an awful word. Be competitive, occasionally competitive with Sam. So yeah, I, I understand the rationale, and you know, I, I don't, I can't imagine there's a lot of people in that in that building that believe they, they're going to be a, a playoff contender with Richardson. Right. You know, I mean, that, that's the, that's the thing, right? Like you're not if if Richardson goes down, it's not like all of a sudden you're like, oh man, we've got to get somebody in here to win us some right. games, right? I, right? I mean, hell, at that point you're probably thinking, let's stay in the top five and try to get <laughs> Marvin's kid. <laughs> You know, I know. I've always thought that they would be they would they had a chance to win more games with with Minshew at quarterback this year. Totally agree. And 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 that's not a a slight on Richardson, but this is all about getting Richardson better. And and doggone, it was twenty it was twenty four twenty one. You know, I mean, they they were or I guess twenty one seventeen. And they were there. They they, they had a, they, they were there in the fourth quarter, make a couple plays, and you never know, but. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I, I would, I would call just because they call about everybody. That, that's what they do. Uh, would they just dump him? No. Some of the names I hear these guys throwing out there. Matt Ryan, are you kidding yeah, me? I mean, come on. <laughs> we saw him. We saw him against behind a bad line last year. And you know, I, it's funny how people. I, I thought the offensive line here played pretty well yet Sunday. I really did. Look across the league, and there are some. Bad offensive lines getting their quarterbacks pummeled, but Ryan was hit on his three dropbacks or uh, uh, Rogers on his three dropbacks, you know, last night, and then the one that he, that he goes out on. So, uh, 
Yeah, I, I would listen. I, I would. I think he's got value here. I really do. But if he ha- if he can bring you that, you know, the the mid round draft pick, I'd take I'd take him over. Goodness gracious, most of the guys I've heard. Uh, Colt McCoy and Nick Foles. Do you think Carson Wentz just took his phone off airplane mode? <laughs> twenty-seven and seven, buddy. Twenty-seven and seven. One of the strangest numbers for a quarterback that they couldn't get out of here quick enough. Twenty-seven and seven. But you know, there's always a place. Everybody needs a quarterback when a guy goes down. So everybody seems to get another chance. But uh, I, I would at least make a call or at least listen if the Jets called. I certainly would. I've seen Joe Flacco's name thrown around there as well. Not a great time to be oh, looking for a, a quarterback at all, Chap. So that's what I'm saying. So you know, we'll talk to you next week. Appreciate you as always, Chap. Thanks, guys. That's the Dean Mike Chapel, Fox 59 and CBS Four. Interesting stuff on Taylor that that he doesn't still doesn't see that Taylor plays this year because Mike would. I mean, I'm telling you, Mike's he would know. Yeah, I mean, there's still part of me that thinks though that if I was the Colts, I would still say. Bleep off to JT. We have all the leverage. We can tag you. You're either playing yeah. for us or you're not playing anywhere else. But if you're Jonathan Taylor, this is what's fascinating about it, Jimmy. What's fascinating about it with this situation is it is one of the few, just like the Tyrese halliburton Domas Sabonis trade. Very seldomly do trades work out where you can make a case for both teams. In this case, you can make a side both ways. And if I'm Jonathan Taylor, I'm saying you want to develop your quarterback, you're going to be able then, then he needs to be able to see all looks and all defenses. And right now all he's going to see all year is people just dropping back and saying, beat us with your arm because there's no way in hell you're going to be able to do it with your legs because there's nobody behind you to to make us in any way, shape, or form come up and sniff the line. So have at. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. (laughs) 